This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to another installment of, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, everyone. How's everyone <laughs> doing? It's uh, it's really awesome that we get the chance to do an anniversary episode with all. I mean, it's the Justice League in here. You know, it's it's the Avengers that we've rallied the call and everyone is here. If you're listening to any show on the Strategic Advisor Network, these are the hosts, uh, the hosts with the most. And so what I want to do is I want to invite each of us, and we'll go in alphabetical order through our last names, so whoever's closest to A there, right, um, if possible, uh, just so we have some sense of order here. Let's go ahead and either contribute why your show has given you these opportunities that you probably otherwise never would have through the people you've spoken to, and what about that stood out for you, or... If you're a relatively new show, because we are still onboarding and things like that, what your show is about and why people should listen. And if there's been any episode you've done so far that really captured the spirit of that. So we'll go ahead and turn it over to, I believe, David Carter. Uh, feel free to do that. All right. So our show is, we're an athlete-based show. And we, we talk about, so basically, let me just start with strategic advisor board. So being a part of this group and what it's done for me, one, it's, we're fairly new on the show, on the show group. So it's, it's a lot of, it's very good to have all of this support and being able to look at everyone else's shows and see how they're growing throughout their journey. And then applying a lot of those things that we learned from everybody else's and what we learned through from strategic advisory board and just all the, the just the abundance of, abundance of knowledge has been really great towards what we're doing in our message. And then so our show it's, a, it's about athletes understanding who they are as a person, what their skills are, what their, uh, and how those skills from being an athlete apply to being a regular human being in life and in your, into your career and transitioning. And, you know, we've had a lot of athletes, and we just relocated to the Arizona area, and we've had a lot of athletes or former NFL players who really, they're like, you know, that's really what we need to be talking about. We don't really need to be talking about a lot. We, you know, from doing these shows, we've been able to whittle, the, whittle down the show content to what the real message needs to be, understanding who the athletes are and, and giving them the skills, uh, helping them identify the skills that they have and how they can, how, you know, life is more than just sports and where, who you are out of, out of sports. These are the conversations that we need to be having. And, you know, it's been really great to be able to find out what our real message is and what our real voice is for the show. And also from doing this show, We've been able to garner a lot of support from other former athletes and other shows who want to who want to help you know magnify this message even more. And like I said, moving to the Arizona area, we've got a lot of players who want to be a part of the show and share their journey and share their message on the show too. So it's been a great support system to help build the show up, and then also putting us in position to build our uh, to build on to our support system. You know, and, and so it's been great. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. In particular, I'm just such a fan of like athletics because there's so many qualities that carry over to entrepreneurs. I mean, entrepreneurs, being an entrepreneur and being a business, like the one sport you can play until, you know, the day you drop. And that's, that's, that's what's cool about it. And a lot of those qualities do carry over. So I can see how that's coming into the picture and, and that's a solid choice for a show. Um, thank you for, again, sort of breaking that down for us if we haven't had the chance to look at the show yet. Uh, let's see if we're following the alphabetical order. I do believe Julie, uh, you'd be the next letter up if uh, if you're up to it. Please tell us about um, if you're new, if your show is relatively new, then break it down for us and let us know what time it is, what you're doing with the show, or if you've had a couple of shows already under your belt. You know what conversation, if any, stood out for you, and why was that sort of the thing that really stuck with you after doing that conversation? Like, what does it mean that it stayed with you? Um, thank you for the, asking me that. So my show is called She CEO Talks. It dives into um, women CEOs, but from a variety of disciplines. We're not talking about just Fortune 500 companies because there's so much more than that out there. And so we really <coughs> to women, their unique leadership style, how femininity is a great thing within the workplace, not a negative thing for women. And um, we have a lot of fun. I've talked to some really amazing CEOs. Amelia Antonetti is a dear friend and also an amazing woman who's sold her company to Clark's for 150 million. She just, she rocks it. Um, I've spoken with Sharon Lecter, guru in the world of finance and educating people on finance. And that was a highlight. She's definitely someone that I've always looked up to. And then of course, for me, I've got to speak with Holly McPeak, who is a legend in volleyball and was actually someone that helped motivate me to play volleyball. So getting a chance to speak with the number three beach volleyball player in the world was really amazing. And what I really love about this is that every single woman who steps on this show talks about that, you know, they didn't just walk into that position, but they talk about the grit, the courage, the tri the, the tips they can give people and, and women to excel with. And that applies to men as well. And um, they're very humble. You know, they're the, the it's humble to listen to someone with such experience and to be a barrier breaker and icon in this world. And and be able to just sit there and go, you know what? There was nothing special about me. I just worked hard. And I'm always like, yeah, there was something special about you. So it's great talks and I love it. And so I, my show is relatively new. And um, so it's building and growing, but it's been really wonderful to be able to speak to women that I actually looked up to as I was climbing my way up the ladder into that. Oh, wow. That does sound like an interesting show. I'm going to have to check that out. I actually, I know personally, I have to check out everyone's shows. I've been so caught up in my own world, but that's why I'm grateful for opportunities like, like this anniversary episode where we get to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, as they say, right? Like, you know, we get to hear it straight from everyone, what they're doing, their vision for the show and what they're already getting from it. So for me, that only makes it more compelling. So this episode could literally be the episode that might unlock a new audience member to your show or an entirely new audience altogether. So for me, thank you for breaking that down for us. If my math is correct, the next person up would be Fu. James Fu, come on up, brother. Um, yeah, it's uh if your if your ABCs are right, right? Uh <laughs> yeah, is there any uh is there any episode that stood out for you so far in your uh repertoire of episodes? You've been doing it for a while, I know that to be true. Or it, do you feel like taking this time to sort of break down what your show is about in particular? I uh, kind of want to do a little bit of both. For me, the, the name of, the, of my segment is Moments with Fu because I 
I wanted to make it about having an interesting conversation with me rather than just come here and promote and, and just highlight that. And I do spend a lot of time, you know, uh, highlighting the person, but I just wanted to make it about more of like, let's have a very valuable conversation where we bounce ideas from each other and we learn from each other and we share that valuable conversation with, with the world, right? Like with as many people as we can through the podcast. And, uh, one of one of my favorite episodes is with actually one of the hosts here with Reggie Walker. I think we we had a great uh, conversation where we got very vulnerable uh, uh, in, in talking about you know traumatic things in the past and then mixing the sports, uh, how like the discipline it carries over, right? Like you said, and it, I think. I think that was a very, very powerful one. So it's cool that it was with one of the, then he wasn't a host at the time, but now, and then it became a host. Uh, being with Jason, another host, right? It has been, it's always, uh, was a great conversation too. Uh, so then, you know, having, having you with you too, you know, all the conversations that I have with people here have been very, very amazing. And uh, other people that have stood out outside of, of, of here uh, has been people like, uh, Mr. Johnson, that was a, a very powerful one uh, for me. Uh, another one that was uh, very powerful that I, I probably wouldn't have the opportunity to even talk to him, uh, which it was Andrew Beatty. Um, he is doing amazing stuff on the uh, investor side. Uh, he he has this fund called Side Door. Very interesting story how he called it Side Door because he comes to people as a founder. It's like, hey, I have founder of multiple companies. Let's talk. Let's collaborate. And then when he sees that the only thing that they need is basically money because you know they already been talking. He coached them a little bit. Then he goes and invests from them. We're like, surprise! I'm an Australian investor too, and I'm, let me put a hundred thousand dollars on your on your company. And they're like, well, surprise! Wow. So, you know, that's something that I never heard before. Uh, that somebody that that did that. Uh, so, and it was because I reached out and and I was like, hey, I have this podcast. Let's have the conversation. And then after that, he has given me a lot of other calls too, which uh, very valuable information that I'm learning about, like the investor world and how he does it very particularly different. So, you know, th- those are amazing opportunity that I have to to be able to add value to those people and have conversations with the host in here and and share. So, like that that's been very amazing. And also, you know getting the golden nuggets and put them on social media. So one of the persons that I had on, on the podcast, uh, it was an acupuncturist with over a million followers on his Instagram. Uh, we did content. We posted on Instagram last week. Uh, right last time I checked, I had over 125,000 views on just two videos that I did with them, with him. And we did collaboration posts. So that wasn't, wouldn't be possible if I didn't have the podcast. Right. And that's a lot. And majority of them are people that are, don't even follow me. Right. So there's like so many people. And just to put things in perspective, just to kind of finish it up with this, like filling up the Staples Center, you sell that out. It's like 20,000 people. So like I sold that over like, you know, what, how many times? Like six times. Right. If you, if you put that into perspective, how many people saw my face, how many people saw the face of my host and, and went to my page because of it. You know, that's a lot. So that's a big impact. And that's that's one of the biggest things that I got from from this. That is awesome. It, it's it's funny how often some businesses are pretty much right where they need to be and all they need is some capital 
or what strategic advisor board does as a whole, which is help people scale up now that they're there. Right. And so having those kinds of conversations where people know that that's a possibility, because some people don't even know they're like, this is as good as it's ever going to get. So to know that that's out there through the power of podcasting as all of us are seeing just by all of us sharing our stories, it's just some things that wouldn't be possible. We wouldn't even be here right now if it wasn't for podcasting, all of us on this call. So it really is a thing where if you think long enough about it and take some time to reflect, podcasting has changed the world just by even being a host, right? Let alone a guest and what that does for the right guest with the right audience. So I really appreciate you breaking that down. Uh, let's see if I'm doing my math here. And I say math, but really it's letters, right? Kara uh, James, I think, would be next. Kara, you here? Why don't you uh, break down for us one of your favorite episodes, if you've done uh, enough of them. I do believe you have. And if not, also take this time to break down the show, what it's about. Maybe give us uh, an inside peek as to maybe if there was one episode that captured the spirit of your show, something along those lines. Yeah, sure. So, well, it's called Authentic Experts. And we really dig into that as far as being authentic. And there's a lot of back and forth and just more like a fireside chat, if you will. They are all CEOs. They're all business owners uh, and very um, from various backgrounds that it's been absolutely incredible. I met most of them through the Entrepreneurista League. I'd like to give a shout out to them. Um, Just incredible group of women. But we we go beyond just what it's like to be a CEO and a business owner. We talk a little momisms, <laughs> maybe some jokes and things like that, and what it's like to juggle, um, you know, being uh, being a mom and running a business, right? And uh, and and getting into all different aspects like that. One episode that sticks out to me, and well, <laughs> on most of them, I'm usually saying oh, I got the chills or something. There's just something deep or even a little bit, makes you a little bit teary-eyed. Um, these women are really empowering, but but one in particular, she got really, really deep and, uh, you know, kind of let everybody know what had happened in her past and how she built up her business from that terrible, really tragedy, I would say. So it was just really touching. And I'm thrilled to be in this world, <laughs> when Jason first asked me, I was like, "Oh, I don't like my voice. I don't want to do a podcast." But uh, it, it's been incredible, and um, these women are, are thrilled to be on the show and happy to come on and and um, share their business as well as their personal, um, you know, personal personal things going on in their lives. So. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where sometimes all someone ever needed was a platform, a space to be able to talk about what. It's been on their mind and their heart. Uh, yeah. Some of them have been op- working hard with with no one to give them credit, which is pretty much everyone's entrepreneur. Everyone who's an entrepreneur, is, that's their experience. Is no one pats you on the back for doing what you decided you were going to be doing with your life, right? Uh, so I, I think uh, I think it's great to be able to create a space for that and have yeah. that level of authenticity in the conversation. Uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, I, I did. I also just realized that uh, my math was totally wrong the entire time. There's someone whose last name starts with a B from the jump that I completely, uh, you know, just just bulldozed over. So I hope you don't mind. We're gonna end the C. One person. Oh, <laughs> and the list goes on. See, okay. Look, so my, I can't, I can't alphabetize the list here. So I just popped out the participants window, and I was like, all right, let me see who's here in the so words I, uh, of Donald. Def- 
In the words of Donald Trump, you're fired. <laughs> ah, I didn't even know I was hired today. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So, uh, Patricia, please break down for us what we're looking at. Uh, now, I'm, not, I'm personally not sure whether you've, you've done many episodes, if you're relatively new to this. My impression is that it's a newer show. And so, if so, please break down the show for us. Maybe one yeah. episode you feel is coming. Yeah, I think I'm down to 86 so far. So that's a good thing. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm already booked and thrown by what, July, August. (laughs) Wow. The overachiever that I am. Yeah. But um, no, it's actually, it's been, I mean, first of all, strategic advisor board. I mean, I've just met such, you know, so many great people on here and so many mentors and really learning a lot from everybody, especially the wide variety of, you know, different backgrounds and different businesses. So that's been awesome. And um, I did the pod, I did my podcast called Successful minds. So it's basically just talking to people, you know, successful people and talking about how they got to where they were talking about their background story, what they do to market themselves to get on top. And it's been just so interesting, because I've met people in every type of niche out there. Um, And, you know, no matter how bad you think your story is, when you hear some people, it's like, wow, you know, they have an incredible story. And, you know, some people will ask me, you know, is um is my story okay? I said every story needs a voice. If it's something that I think people can benefit from, tell me. You know, I so I have such a wide variety of different people that I talk to, but I learned so much and kind of like food, it's been great because you know, I've been in the business for 35 years. So I've met people all over the place and I've been able to connect so many different people. You know, there are people looking for funding. I have investors I can put them in touch with. I have people in the medical field. I have people like, you know, so I've been outside of the podcast. I've been connecting so many people and they're so grateful. And it's like, they wouldn't have had that opportunity had I not spoken to them. And I wouldn't have known of their story had I not spoken to them. So it's just been great. It's, you know, I, I, I think, you know, yeah, getting everybody's voice out there has been just, you know, amazing. And um, just learning so much from so many different people. And, you know, I take little snippets of everybody's story. And I'm like, wow, you know, I wonder if I could use this or, you know, again, there was one person, You'll, I think their story comes up next month. But, you know, I just, you know, my stories, you'll hear about at some point, but I when I read this, uh, when I spoke to this woman, I just was like floored. And I'm like, the fact that she has a voice now and can just tell her story and really help other people, because that seems to be the model from everybody. They have their story, but they want to help somebody else, which I think is just amazing. And that's the overall goal at the end is just what can you do to help somebody else, you know? So I it. love that for a connector. That's like a superpower to have a podcast. Mm-hmm. If I, if yeah. I'm understanding that correctly for anyone who's a connector and you have a podcast, all it does is amplify the natural love you have in your heart for connecting people and connecting the dots. If I understood sure. that correctly. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Now I do recall someone saying there's a, a another last name that I may have forgotten. Jason, I think you called it out. Who, who else did I forget? Oh, I wasn't going by last name, so I'm going to shut oh, up. Oh, that, okay. That, that's, that's what I was saying. I was going by last name. Yeah, so so we were down to J, right? So JKL. Oh, wait. So Shelby, you, you, would, be, you would be coming up, right? J, Joe Long, L Long. Let's just go with Shelby, all right? <laughs> so Shelby. And no, You're I actually next, Philip, but um, I, I'll take it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, please, please. I, I'd rather, yeah, I'm, I'm just here hanging out with everyone. So Shelby. I know you have a podcast because I've been on the show uh, and I we ran really long, but I, I know that that may not be the, the general gist of the, of the show. So for everyone who's here, what is your show about in particular? And is there any conversation that sort of has stood out 
as sort of like like capturing the spirit of your show? Yeah, there I have a couple. And in the spirit of the theme of my podcast, uh, I'm a communication studies professor and I love talking anything communication. So brand, culture, communication, that's kind of where my where my podcast started. So I love talking about all those types of things. But then as I moved on and more towards August, I started to become more finite towards the goal of the podcast. Uh, And this is a shameless plug, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, (laughs) My book was published in August and it's about transforming your genius into an income stream. So after that, I focused the podcast questions and the guests on genius entrepreneurs. So people that have created businesses out of their genius, which is part of the culture and communication piece, but then it just becomes more refined. So that's pretty much where, where I start the conversations and how I, how I, I love to have conversations. Philip, your interview, that was a lengthy interview, but it was so fun because it's all about podcasts and communicating and developing your brand is all about connecting with your audience and connecting with your audience. And you don't have to do it in all the channels, but you can. And the podcast is a great way to to connect with people. And being a part of this podcast, with so many talented people. We become part of this larger voice and to help others and not even to help others, but to connect others and to be a part of this bigger move. And I think that's such a, that's such a cool thing to be a part of because business is not all about one thing or the other. It's about all of these things coming together. And that's what's been, it's exciting for me to be a part of that. It's also exciting for me to offer that as a, an opportunity for my clients and people that I work with or people that small businesses that I know. It's really exciting to be able to offer that opportunity to be in this bigger conversation. So I have a few, I'll point out a few of the podcasts that stick out to me. Uh, Philip, yours of course sticks out because we, we went down many rabbit holes of communication and media and how we can connect with people. But I interviewed my friend, Steve Yano, and he is a professor at St. John's University in New York. And speaking of rabbit holes, we went down all sorts of communication theory rabbit holes. We both have debate backgrounds, college debate backgrounds. So we had a lot of fun with that. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. I'm looking forward to having him on again. He's also in the consulting culture space that I am in. So that was fun. Really memorable one. I do quite a few podcast interviews in the publishing space. I'm also CEO of Rogue Publishing. And so I have a lot of publisher conversations and which is another way that you can get your voice out to the world, similar to a podcast. And so I've talked with a lot of authors and I've talked with quite a few people in the publishing industry. And one of the partners in the Rogue community, David Wolf, who does, he owns this audio business. So he helps produce audiobooks and podcasts. So he's in that space. It was really fun to talk to him about his influence in music and how that inspired him to be, and he's a jazz musician, and that inspired him to be more involved in the audio production. So it was just kind of amazing to see how those skills that he had developed over years of his life have now transformed into a thriving business. And I think that's a really great thing to show our audience. So that was really, really fun. And yeah, I've just enjoyed all the all the publishing interviews. I haven't enjoyed all the interviews. I just like talking to people. But I think it makes a bigger impact because I like the diversity of this audience because we have a diversity of perspectives and we serve needs of many people. But we also need to think about how our messages can resonate with other other audiences too. 
So our business is in one space, but that doesn't mean that our expertise or our genius can influence another space. And I think it's really great to have the opportunity to do that and to be in conversations like this with all of you expert podcasters. So I am humbled to be a part of this community. So that's that's, that's awesome. my reflection over a year being involved with this. I think something you said that was really interesting that often, uh, and it was really early on when you, when, you, when you said it, and you said it in passing, is that a lot of times people will start a show and think that like now they have to stick with that as the show. But you yourself, as you started your show and then released your book, decided, you know, maybe I can tweak my show in a way where it still does what it originally did, or maybe not at all. And now it's also bringing this thing into the show. These are the types of questions I'm asking now. No one ever said you couldn't you know, experiment and do your show a little differently. That's the best part about podcasting is you can, in fact, most people do one format and then forget you could upload a different format the next week, uh, just, just to change it up a bit. You could have one where it's just you reflecting like you just did now on all the conversations you've had, especially when you don't have an episode lined up and you're like, I didn't book somebody. What am I going to do? I guess I'm not <laughs> posting. Uh, is there a way? Have you ever thought about doing an alternative format? You know, those are really valid things that people should be considering uh, because connection, like you said, doesn't just have to be in one format, one channel. I think that's a very valid thing to make uh, known for anyone who is listening or anyone who's a part of this conversation. And with that, uh, I do believe now, you know, we've got JKL. Uh, so, Chuki, <laughs> okay, let's bring you on, man. Uh, please uh, break down what the show is about. Uh, if you've had a couple episodes in, are there any episodes that have sort of captured the spirit of what it is your show is about? The floor is yours. Well, when it comes to social media, podcasting and whatnot, I'm definitely the rookie of, of the group. So I'll, I'll go deeper into what my show is about and my intention, what to expect. As you know, I've, even though we're celebrating the year here, I'm still relatively new here, like literally within the last couple of weeks is when I just started. So, when, you know, my show is of the same moniker as my my business, Basic Instructions of Mind Mastery. And, you know, the Basic Instructions of Mind Mastery comes from my experience as a professional athlete and becoming a Super Bowl champion with my hometown team. And a lot of times I meet people and they'll say like, oh, that is amazing. You mean you were born in Pittsburgh, drafted by the Steelers and won the Super Bowl? That must have been really tough. The thing that's ironic is it really wasn't that difficult. We, If you, you know, chunk up to what I'll call the press box viewer, zoom out and really look at what it takes to achieve that high level of performance. So, you know, in the, in the show, you know, what I have lined up are a, a bunch of guests that are high-level performers in a lot of different fields. You know, I work in integrative psychology, mind-body, emotional connection. So different people uh, in integrative psychology, you know, being a, a Super Bowl champion in a, a former college and professional football player, different high-level performers uh, from that arena, as well as entertainers and uh, musicians. Different, pe different people who have achieved success at a level that from the outside looking in, people think, well, that must be really hard. The objective is to really highlight their individual wisdom and simplifying the process by which they were able to get their specific desired results as a professional so that all the listeners, all of our audiences can benefit from that and start to apply those principles 
my whether it be my basic instructions principles or the basic instructions from other people in in how they were able to you know systematically achieve their results and really help you know other professionals and, and fans who are listening to all of our shows to leverage that in their own lives and careers so that's that's what my show's about you know it's just getting started out so I'm looking forward to see where this year the next 12 months and you know, what I have to share around this time next year. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because I remember taking a couple of martial arts classes uh, with a private tutor and it turns out whatever you see online, there are certain things that if you just subtly switch your stance or, you know, where it is you're extending your arm creates a whole lot more velocity and power. And it's a basic instruction that you could only learn from someone who's been doing it for that long. So for me, knowing that you're going to be out there having those conversations with people and finding out like, what are the basic instructions of sales? Like, well, have you ever thought about just making a hundred calls, whether you win them or lose them? Or like things like that, I think that a lot of people could hear I, I can see that. I can see how that's going to be an interesting show. There's this whole channel. I can't believe I haven't gotten around to listening to everyone's shows as I'm hearing these kinds of things. I'm like, man, I'm behind. And that's, that's the thing too, right? Is can you imagine how everyone else who's listening to so many podcasts, how are they supposed to keep up? And that's really where the curation and the editing and the, you doing the work of making sure people have something to latch onto so that they're not like, oh, I got to listen to a whole hour before I know whether or not, you know what I mean? So I think those are some really valid things. And it's often the work that's overlooked by a lot of uh, hosts and also by a lot of audience members, just how much work goes into making sure we're even accessible to you out there in the world, right? So uh, thank you for breaking that down. And uh, if I'm doing this correctly and, you know, please correct me because I'm clearly not. Uh, let's see. Michael Pacheco, let's get you on up here, man. If I'm not mistaken, you'd be up next. Why don't you break down what the show is about? If it's relatively new, are there any episodes so far that have captured the spirit of your show? Yeah. So, I mean, we've been rolling for a few months now. I do the the Authority's Edge segment and we kind of, we focus on how building brand authority and, and trust in the marketplace can really give businesses kind of an unfair advantage, um, give them a lot of leverage, make kind of how it, you know, trust and authority really kind of removes the sales process. You're, you're getting in front of people, you're qualifying leads without even having to talk to anybody. And Every episode's, you know, a little bit different. Everyone that I talk to, it's kind of an open interview style podcast. I've got a few canned questions that tend to lead to organic conversation. And we just kind of have a chat about, you know, what what my guest is doing in their in their business to build trust and authority in their marketplace and with whatever it is they're selling and their customers. And then, you know, in terms of a memorable podcast, I just recorded one last week with Dr. Pan Zhang, who is a doctor of physical therapy. And she is a coach that helps people with chronic pain overcome their chronic pain. And she gave us, you guys got to listen to this one. She gave tips. She gets most of her prospects on her chemistry calls, on her discovery calls, will cry in the first 10 minutes of the phone call. That's how much trust she's able to build that quickly. And she gave gave tips, uh, kind of talked a little bit on the podcast about how she's able to to get people to to that level of of trust and vulnerability um, within like 10 minutes of a phone call. It's pretty pretty amazing stuff. So 
Whoa. That is impressing, but I can make somebody cry in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Not the same, not the same <laughs> probably, right? Not the same. No. Drop okay. down and give me 50. <laughs> Don't brag about that. <laughs> I remember the last time I cried. <laughs> no, oh, oh, man. I, I love it. And, and that's definitely something that is part of the entire podcast uh, field is being able to have that trust. Like, I love that you shared, you didn't have to, but you shared how, you know, you yourself craft a couple of questions that you've designed to lead up to organic conversation. And you know that you don't necessarily have to stick to those questions or just questions that you can bring up to hopefully get the ball rolling. Oftentimes a lot of people ask me like, Oh, you know, how do I ask better questions? And, and, it's one of those things where it's like, well, listen carefully, you know, and and then they're like, yeah, I'm like, no, like, listen carefully to what's being said. It doesn't even That's matter, true. you know, what the first question that you ask is, as long as you're asking something you're genuinely curious about, because if you're just yeah. asking something because you're like, oh, well, let's just jump right into it. Be curious, be genuinely I curious. Think, I think the, the questions, if you're paying attention to the conversation and you care about the topic and the other person and care about that interaction, then I think, you know, good questions come naturally. Absolutely. No, hundred percent. And thank you again also for bringing up, you know, Jason's name obviously comes up there, but I was, I was saving him for the end and we're, and we're almost there because I have a particular question I want to ask him about the whole team and his own thoughts on everything that's been built so far. So before we go there, now that I've set that placeholder building anticipation, you know, find <laughs> out next time, right? Um, we have Michael Sipe, I do believe next, and it's been a while since I've got a chance to talk to him and I know his show has been running. So Mike, I, I got, I, I got to ask, is there any episode you've done so far you feel has captured the essence of what your show is about? Please feel free to break down what your show is about for those who are newer here. And if not, is there any conversation that just stuck with you over the years that you're just like, yeah, um, that made all the difference? Yeah, thanks, Philip. You know, it's interesting how often we get involved in these podcasts and we get into them, right? But what's cool about our diverse background, as Shelby was talking about, of different angles to it. One theme stands out is that we're all talking about business. We're all talking about in some way how we're dealing with business, whether it's the best tips, best practices, things that some other people have done that worked out well and helped create success. And obviously we want to have those in business. But what I did with my podcast was I thought about like, hey, you know, we have ups and downs in our business. It may look great on paper, may look great on social media that we're running a really awesome business, but just about everybody who's had a business has had some significant challenge. And so in my podcast, the Energy of Business Moments podcast, we talk about those moments of highs and lows. And when you ask Philip about what stands out to me, you know, we talk energetically about those highs and lows. Well, as Chuki will say on the energy is part of that is that emotional piece, the emotions in motion. And so as a business owner, it's not just like your own personal life, like you're responsible for employees quite often. And that extra pressure of having employees and having to pay the bills and making sure that not only are you growing your business, but you're taking care of your people as well. Those are some of the best conversations I've had. And one that stands out to me, Philip, that is a classic example of a low moment in business was one guy, economic downturn, and he was 
afraid of letting his employees go. He, it was, the business was, had almost ground to a halt. And so he was debating, how long do I keep these people around? And so he started going into debt to help make payroll. And he got $250,000 in debt to continue to pay his employees before he finally had to let them go. And they went down to like bare bones and eventually he came back and it took him, he said, six years to eventually pay off that debt to get back and get going again. So everybody has these ups and downs in their business. And so in mine is I like to get into what are those ups that keep you going or what are those downs that you got past and how did you do that? Because our audience with entrepreneurs and business owners they need to know how did these other people do it? Because they feel alone quite often when they're at the top. And that's something I bring to the Energy Business Moments podcast. And what's been really enjoying is enjoyable is having those conversations with people to understand how they think, how they tick, and how do they overcome their obstacles. That's super great because in particular, having the ability to get the trust out of entrepreneurs to want to be open about that is not easy. Most entrepreneurs only want to show the other side of it, you know, and as Jason always says, it's a little messy behind the curtain there, right? You find out it's nothing but chaos for every business owner, even the most successful one. Uh, Lord only knows what some of the most successful, uh, we're talking, you know, the big billionaires, what it actually looks like behind the curtain and why their glass door pages are always filled with hate. <laughs> it's it's tough. And then you hear stories like that about somebody that literally went into personal debt just to make sure that they couldn't, that they didn't let go of their staff when so many other companies are doing that. But then at what cost? I mean, Everyone on this call was probably like, ah, $250,000 of debt to keep staff. I don't know if I love them that much, <laughs> but it's tough, right? Because then you start thinking about, well, they have kids, you know, whatever the case is. And you as a parent on top of that, how can I do that to one of the parents? And the list goes on. And I'm so glad somebody's having those conversations. And again, that's, I think, one of the benefits of having all of us on here and being able to discuss the different ways that we've approached our shows and what we've thought of, what kind of thinking went into the design of it. You know, it was very red ocean, blue ocean. Everyone's doing this. So I'm going to do this. Right. And, and that's really all it takes. And Shelby and I talked about this the other day. It's that's what, that's how thought leadership works. You take what the current conversation and trend is, and then you push that in an alternative direction, just slightly off mainstream. And you'll see that it does wonders for what you're doing with your show. Um, so thank you for breaking that down. I do believe the next person up and please correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Cause I, I, I clearly have shown that I cannot be trusted <laughs> with this. Uh, Reggie Walker. And now I first remember talking to you and hearing what you and David Carter were doing. So am I under the impression that you're both still doing the show together or are you doing different shows? Yeah, we're, we're doing a show together and, uh, the show is called, it's going to be called the game within the game with David and Reggie. Um, yeah, we're going to be discussing a lot of topics that are going to be pertaining to athletes and their parents. Um, a lot of things that we really wish we would have understood going into uh, athletics, college, uh, high school, college, and the uh, pro game. Just and help them understand the mindset and how they need to develop um, in this environment and, you know, outcomes, the like, different pitfalls that they're going to have. And we want to just expose them to a lot of different people and a lot of different topics that aren't normally talked about um, in the sports world. So, yeah, David and I are going to be doing that. And, oh, I did want to say, too, the most amazing parts about working with Saab 
for this is just the fact that we get involved with so many amazing people. Like, thank you, Fu, for the for the interview and amazing words you said too, and you as well, Philip. Yeah, you, you, being around these minds, it's been nothing short of amazing. And you know, thanks to everybody who came down to the camp this past weekend. It was awesome. It was it got to meet everybody in person. It was really, really dope. Um, but it's a community. It's like a family, and I, I love it for it. And um, yeah. Right on, right on. No, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. I, I, I did not forget the conversations I had with both of you and the work that you're doing. Although I was never in athletics, uh you know, no one played catch with me when I was a kid, you know, that kind of thing. But uh but I, I've always had a great admiration and respect for it. Uh, and if if anything, a little jealousy for it, you know, because uh hey, nobody played catch with me. <laughs> right. But, um, but when I when I when I think about what you're offering, I do remember some of my friends. Uh, I had one friend in particular, I think, who ended up in jail he went to the nfl he made it all the way out and the way i first originally met him was in high school his name was ty that's how everybody knew him right and every time in class ah, and it was like ah, you know, whenever the substitute teacher would bring in the little tv he'd be like no 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 we're gonna watch my play real quick i need to see what i'm doing before i submit my tape and everybody would just let him because we all you know he was a, he was a good person mm -hmm. and uh, i remember 10th grade uh i was walking to the locker room to put my backpack away before i think like the first break and he stopped me he was like hey um i see that you're always reading phil what are you reading right now and i'm holding thinking grow red she's like do you think i could borrow this i say absolutely man absolutely and i never saw him again after that but i know that he took that book and you know years later you know, he did get to the NFL and then eventually he got in some trouble because he had too much success too fast. And had he had access to some of the stuff that you're doing or that anyone here is doing, you know, and just good people near him, I have a feeling that it would have been a little bit different, you know, uh, because mm -hmm. sometimes having good information without good, uh, good guidance can't, it's as, as Seth Godin, the famous marketer says, good marketing only helps a bad product fail faster. Right. So a right. good, uh, let's say you're, you're an excellent athlete, right. But you haven't developed your character in certain ways. It, it can help you crash and burn pretty quickly. A lot of success. I think that's what you're doing is really, really relevant. Like really, like he ended up like in like jail, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. So for me, I'm like, man, I, I wish I was still in touch with him. I really do. So I could put him in touch with you. And, and that's uh, the kind of yeah. thing that I love about what everyone here is doing is that kind of thing, you know? So Without further ado, I've been saving this because I knew, I knew that first I wanted to get everybody lined up, everybody have their two cents in. And then I, we have to ask, you know, Jason and his whole team, you know, it's, it's amazing what they've done with Sab. You know, I'm, I'm a beneficiary of that too. I mean, I wouldn't be here right now speaking to all of you amazing people if that wasn't the case. And Jason just sits there and watches that, you know, and he's, he kind of, you know, plays in the shadows and tries to keep it low key, but everybody knows what's going down. And so we got to hear from Jason straight from the bull, as they say, right? Uh, Jason, you've watched everyone here grow, transform, elevate, strategically move differently since they started coming into contact with you. What are your thoughts on this? And in general, you know, having your background, you know, you've, you've seen it all. You've done it all. You've traveled the world, seen the ugly, seen the beauty of life. And now you're here with an entire fleet of just people trying to do good in the world. How does that make you feel as a leader, truly? Well, kind of knocks the wind out of you a bit when you hear that that way, right? Um, you know, I mean, let, let me just go back, though, right? And let me go back, first of all, to the founding podcast members. 
right? My team, Shelby and Fu and and Mike and and uh, Hera as the, the the founding people of this podcast to begin with. And more importantly, going back to the beginning of when it all started. And that was an Entrepreneur Magazine interview with some guy that's named Philip Lanos, I think was his name, right? And the guy that inspired me to rip the entire show from Entrepreneur Magazine and reproduce it, the first 60 or 70 shows, to then come to you and say, I don't think you need to be doing that anymore. We, we, need, to, uh, we need to launch something new, right? So really, if you look at the very basic origins of this show, it would not exist had I not met you. Mm. Period. It wouldn't have. It would have ne- I, podcasting was nowhere on my radar at all, <laughs> ever. Um, and, you know, because I knew the, the work it took to get one off the ground, it's not easy. It takes a lot of back-end support, all those different things to do that. But when I had that interview with you, it motivated me. You motivated me into wanting to be able to share more with the world, right? Because to me, that's what it's all about. It's about taking and extracting all this junk out of your head and putting it into something that's it's freaking meaningful, right? And being able to share that with the world in a whole different way besides just some you know, 30 minute Q and a session, right. That we've all been on those and they're not very much fun Um, to where people are engaged into it and people want to be a part of it. So, you know, looking at that and looking back in the last year and, and 260 some episodes um, of my own that I did by myself and the ones that you and I did together, we met a lot of characters. And if I would to say one that stuck out, like really stood out to me was James Donaldson. He's a yeah. former NBA uh, player, and he left it all on the court on that call. I mean, all the way down to tears on that call of – his experience going from the peak of being uh, selected for the NBA All-Star game all the way down to getting hurt there and going to the lowest levels of a heart attack and having nothing, wife leaving him, both parents died when he was in a coma. I mean, just all this stuff and you know, I, I look back on that and anytime somebody will like leave it on the field like that, that's pretty amazing. Right. So, and at the end of the day, you know, and then we kind of surged into this change later where it was like, man, how can we just bring other creators into this that will like level this whole thing up and just max it out. Right. So we're like, the godfather or mother, whatever you want to call it, of podcasting, right? And if you haven't realized that that's exactly what we did, right? 
I mean, there's not another one like it that I know of. I always like to do things that there's not another one like it. <laughs> That's the fun part is doing that, but that comes with its challenges too. Um, so in, in doing that and all of you that are new that came on board, right? There's a lot of new horizons for the next year. And that's that's the key right there. Who are you going to get to impact that you don't even know is listening and they never, ever say anything until all of a sudden you get an email eight months from now and somebody says, man, I've been following your show for the last year and I got to tell you, you affected me this way, this way, and this way. That happened to me about two months ago. And that's very freaking humbling when stuff like that happens because you never know who's hanging out on the fringes, just listening. So, you know, uh, most of all to our listeners that are listening to this podcast, thank you for being dedicated to the podcast. And, you know, we have a great base of probably right around 10,000 listeners every day, which is pretty good to have that kind of, you know, listenership. And so to to the listeners, thank you all for that. And for the guy that uh, really made the show today. So, Philip, I ask you, (laughs) Uh. take us back two or three minutes yourself, um, and then we'll try to close out on time. Yeah, right on. You know, I am super grateful to have been a part of this. You know, a lot of the work that I've done has always been building things for other people in a way that like once it's built for them, there's not really much I can personally do with that, which is very different here. And I remember when I first interviewed Jason, he was talking about marketplaces and I'm like, you know, I'm not, I mean, for all the business I've done, I, I, the concept was way over my head when he brought it up, you know, I was like, Oh, okay. And you know, I, I went in and I talked to him because uh, I had the fortune of being on set a lot to help Cal Fussman, uh, a pretty uh, notable podcaster in person, watching him do what he does. And, you know, sure, he takes his notes and he does all his research. But then as soon as the conversation starts, he doesn't look at what he's doing. Right. He he said, always aim your first question for the heart. And And what does that mean? You know, asking questions like if you listen to the show, I ask people were there any entrepreneurs in your family or are you the first one? Why? And it's not just because I currently want to know whether or not there was ever entrepreneurship in their life and like judge them. Although people do have that reaction. Well, there wasn't, but you know, I was or whatever. It's just getting someone to think on a level of like personal life so that we can tap into that, right? It's reaching for the heart in one way or another, right? And that first question is probably the most important question out of all the questions you ask. Everything else will happen from there naturally. And so when Jason was talking about marketplaces, I I can't believe I didn't see what he was talking about. Because if you look at what SAB is now, it is an incredible network of everyone who's the best at what they do and everyone in there making a living doing that very thing that they're doing, right? So not only are they, you could say, okay, whether they're the best or not is depends on someone's, you know, subjective perspective, but also they've had enough at bats on other people's dimes to know what's working, what's not working. Right. So even that in itself, if you want to go and be that person, even that in itself offers a lot of value, an incredible amount of value. Right. And they're only going to get better as time goes on. So being able to have access to that, 
And had I known that's what he was talking about back then, I would have been like, whoa, wait a minute. But it, it didn't occur to me. And that's the thing. That's why I ask, has anything stuck with you? Because when you, and, you know, when you do episodes of volume, sometimes you have these conversations and, you know, it's interesting in the moment. And then you eventually, when you do enough of these, you'll develop a thing where then you go back to whatever you were doing and forget that the conversation took place. So something really valuable that I've been trying to do more of uh, lately is really reflect at the end of the day, because, you know, everything's so high paced, uh, fast paced and high energy that reflecting, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to meditate, okay? but at least reflecting on what you might've learned from someone else or what you could share that, that starts to build up, you know, and after having done, I think we did like close to 500 episodes in nine months, Jason and I together on the show. And I'm so grateful that the other hosts were doing their thing and making sure the episode stayed up because it, it gave the show traction, you know? And if you haven't yet, all of you reached out to each other and at least jumped on one call, do something that I didn't do and make the effort of connecting with everyone you possibly can in this network. Because as the seven habits of highly effective people says, uh, independence is not the pinnacle of human excellence. It's interdependence. Right. And you never know what having that one conversation with someone might lead both of you to even just knowing that you had that conversation. It's not easy because you have your own businesses you're running and then you're doing this podcast and now you're going to add another call to that. Never said it had to be one every day. Never said it had to be one every week. It could be one a month. Everyone's got time for one hour call, at least one out of the month. Everyone, even if you're taking it while you're eating lunch, invite someone to lunch, you know, but you just never know. And Jason's done the trouble of choosing. It's like he lets everybody in. You know, you're not here by accident. He's done the trouble. And for me, that's the most exciting part about this. Like I said, I did almost a thousand plus episodes for Entrepreneur and I didn't do the, I didn't do the job of staying in touch with people. And let me tell you something. There are people like Cal and other professionals who have had notables, incredibly notable people on and didn't do the job of staying in touch with people. And that is where Everyone talks about all the time. So it's all about relationships and business. And then we get transactional. Whatever you do, especially when you double, triple down on what it is that you're doing, I really encourage you as someone who is seeing the consequences of not doing this after I did 2,500 of them, do yourself a favor and pick your people who you know, no matter what, you want to stay top of mind and you want them to be top of mind for you too. And if you do that, it's only going to amplify, magnify explosively what it is you're trying to accomplish. I hope that you can take that because I did 2,500 of these and now I'm looking at a list going, how am I going to organize this? You know, <laughs> and how am I going to tap back into this? Start doing it now, especially if your show is newer because it's going to be totally worth it. Put down what industry they're in. Ask them, hey, who do you want me to introduce you to? Because the list will go on eventually. So those are my two cents. I'm very grateful that I get to do this. I mean, who gets to have interesting conversations and like, that's what you do. That's not what everybody, you know, that's not just an everyday occurrence. So I'm, I'm very grateful. It looks like we lost somebody, but I'm very grateful that all of you have been here and that you listened to me be long-winded and that you invited me to host this. And I just, I just know that my life would not have been the same had SAP not been a part of it. Awesome. That's, that's golden advice, Philip. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think a bunch of you have to hop on other calls. So Again, thank you all for being here for this one-year reunion. Uh, really good stuff. And as we always say, cheers. 
Bye, everybody. Thank you. Good job, Philip. Thank you. I will see you guys. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.